Okay, I'm going to hand these out. Actually, I'm going to invite people to hand these out. Can you be my yeah. my helper? You can be my helper. Tonight we are talking about a topic that is super, super spiritual and very important and probably one of the things that will change your life the most. If you're not doing this and you embrace this, this is one of the things that will most change your life. Kelly, can you hear me back there? Do you have the, the thing turned on? Yes, no, maybe so. No. Just seeing if you wanted to turn on the... Uh... Okay, good. Just don't want anybody to miss out. Just want to make sure everyone's listening. That's a joke. You can all laugh now. Okay, one person can laugh. Nobody else is allowed to laugh except for that person. Okay, two people. All right, so today we're just going to be talking about listening. And our key verse for this is from James 1.19, where it says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. So, confession, I'm not a great listener. Okay, if Jackie were here, she would just giggle the whole way through this because it would be like her walking, watching some toddler, straight-legged, going across the room trying to give walking lessons to everybody. So just bear with me and know that I'm definitely learning this as we're going along. But um, learning how to listen better has been one of the most important things in my relationship with my wife and my relationship with my coworkers and other people I'm finding. Just learning how to be a great listener changes your life in a lot of different ways. So here I am tonight, I just want to give us tools on how to be a better listener. So right off the bat, I gave you, here's a question. How would you rate yourself as a listener? With one being you need improvement and being a five saying you're one of the best listeners in the world. So I gave people the option to do that if you want to. Some people are really psyched about where their life is right now. And so, you know, if, you're, if you say I need improvement, you can put a one or two. If you think you're probably one of the best listeners in the world, you can, you can mentally circle a five there. But just decide for yourself, where would you place yourself on listening? Okay. <laughs> one honest person miming to me an answer. Wonderful. Yeah, I would probably put myself as about a three. Um, even after some big changes in my life. Maybe a three. Um, and I want to define listening as hearing well and responding appropriately. Because that's what I mean by listening. Hearing well and responding appropriate, appropriately. Because uh, listening's interesting. It's one of, one of your senses that's always on. Like, you can't close your ear holes. Do you know what I mean by that? You can lock your tongue up in your mouth. You can plug your nose, you can close your eyes, but unless you really try, you're, listen, you're hearing all the time. But that doesn't mean you're listening, right? You hear all kinds of stuff that you don't pay any attention to, and unless it's a loud noise in the middle of the night or you're a mom who's been trained to wake up at the, the closest sound to the beginning of a upchuck or something like that, you know, we hear lots of stuff that we don't necessarily listen to super well. And we know that listening includes um, 
a response, right? So if, you, if you're babysitting or you with the grandkids or you've got a kid and you tell them something, Johnny, don't throw your milk on the ground. And then they look at you. You say, you got it? Yeah. And then they throw their milk on the ground. You say, ah, you didn't listen, right? Because when we say listening, we're assuming that they've heard what you're saying and that they understood and that they're going to respond. Okay, that, there's the, the whole thing there. So, yeah, not just, not just a hearing, but also a response, dealing with the information, dealing with the communication well. So that's what I mean by being a good listener. Somebody who's learning to hear people and respond to them in a great way, whatever that way is. Does that make sense? Any questions so far? Somebody prove that you're listening? Just nod yes or shake your head no. There's going to be lots of listening jokes, so you're going to have to just deal with that. It's part of being a part of Calvary Chapel. There's jokes just come out in the midst of everything else. Okay, so what are some reasons? Don't look at the list yet. What are some reasons that you guys find in your lives that that make listening difficult? What makes listening a challenge? So you're at work and you're focusing on something. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So you're focused on something, you're working, you're trying not to forget that three digit number that you just calculated and need to write down. Someone else is talking to you, and at the very best, you might be giving them an uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, but. You're focused on something else. You're not really listening like you could be listening. Okay, anything else? Any, any other challenges for listening well? Hearing in a way where you're actually processing and responding in a good way. Trauma. Okay, so trauma, what, what, what do you mean by that? Like, what could... Okay, so if you... you are thinking about either you're in shock or your adrenaline's Okay, high. yeah, absolutely. It makes listening hard on, that, on a daily. Yeah, so if, you're, if you've been hurt, you've got, your emotions are really loud, it can be really difficult to listen well because as soon as someone starts talking, bells and whistles and buttons start getting pressed or you've got a lot of adrenaline in your body. Absolutely. Anybody else have any thoughts? Okay. Whether it be irritating, irritation, or boredom, or even getting mad. Yeah. yeah. So having emotional rushes, mm-hmm. all of a sudden your ears close down and the mouth opens up and, and away you go. So the, the, this is wonderful. Guess Congratulations, we're human. Do you know what I mean? These are the common experiences. So I wrote down here, um, distractions keep us from listening well. You know, uh, your phone always on. Blibling, you know, we're, we're always listening for the next sound, but not necessarily to the person in the room. Um, the TV's always on. You can get lost in your thoughts. So that when you were mentioning about work, you know, you're just following your train of thoughts. Um, something I wrote down here as well is wanting to do the talking. So something that can make listening really challenging is that 
you actually want to do the talking, you know? So it was a great conversation. They listened to me for two hours as I told stories. Well, <laughs> okay, that's a lecture, but that's not a conversation necessarily. So, um, so, so sometimes I, fi I find that that can happen where you have kind of a debate reaction where you might be discussing something and you're just waiting for your, your minute to, to correct and, and hit them with the, the facts in the other direction. And so it becomes a bit of a debate or over talking. That's where um, somebody's talking and then all of a sudden they've said something you think is important and so you just launch into it. And I don't know if you've ever seen where two people are kind of both talking their own points at the exact same time and they're, they're just both over talking each other. And it's almost like this battle of wills, like who's gonna actually stop and start listening next. And I don't think that happens every day, but it's amusing when that happens. I wrote down here, uh, getting upset. So absolutely, when you start getting upset, it's the, li the listening usually gets turned off because you're thinking about what you gotta say next. And I think it's really interesting in this passage where James is saying, let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And so that's, it's almost like the anger thing. The strong emotions is what he's after here. If you're quick to hear and slow to speak, then it's gonna help you not flare up. That's, that's what he's trying to avoid is, is when people are just blowing up. And also I wrote down, um, sometimes fear can keep us from being great listeners. So if you're afraid of what the person's gonna say, if you're afraid they're gonna say something that's gonna hurt you, sometimes if you're afraid they're gonna talk you into something, you know, I don't know if you, know, you pick up the phone and you hear that click and you know it's a telemarketer, I'm just, I'm gone. Cause or that you open the door and they're like, hey, and they've got the little badge there and it's like, is this a charity? Okay, if it's a charity, I'll usually give them something and if it's not, it's like, I don't wanna get talked into anything. So I just automatically stop listening because I, I, I don't wanna get talked into anything. Do you know what I mean? So maybe that's not the best uh, response ever, but I, I find that that can happen in my life. It's like, I'm not exactly sure what's gonna happen if I give you great attention, if I let you, say your whole spiel, so I'm just gonna shut this down, I'll nod my head until you pause to take a breath, and then I'll say goodbye and hang up, or whatever it is. So um, there you go, that we live in a telemarketer culture. <laughs> so we've learned different habits, which aren't necessarily all great. All right, do, do, we, do some of us have our Bible with us? Okay, wonderful. So next, why are, what, what are some reasons why it's good to become a better listener. And so I wrote down here some things. God is a good listener. So if somebody wants to go to Psalm 62.8, and then if somebody wants to go ahead and go to Proverbs 25, 20, verse 5, that would be great as well. So uh, Psalm 62, verse 8. Nice and loud for, for the headphones. Trust in him at all time, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. And so here's God speaking through the psalmist, and he's saying, um, trust me, tell me everything, so pour out your heart. Like, heart is like a picture of taking all your emotions, your feelings, your complaints, your praise, everything that's in you, and pouring it out before the Lord, emptying it all out, and then saying, because God's our refuge. So God is a great listener. God wants to hear everything you have to say as you come to him in trust and as you unload the truth, unload your heart, unload your emotions, unload your thoughts. 
God responds by wanting to be your refuge, not an attacker, not just disappear in a puff of smoke. He's a great listener, and he commands us to pray. He says, I want to listen to you, so you come and tell me your stuff. Give me your requests. Tell me your heart. Tell me your complaints. So we're, we're Christians. We're God's daughters and sons, and so really the main reason to want to become a better and better listener is because our Heavenly Father is the best listener ever. He knows how to pay 100% attention to each one of us. When we come to him, we have his undivided attention, and he wants us to tell him how it's really going while he patiently waits for us to unload without interrupting. Have you ever noticed that, that God doesn't interrupt very often? Some of us wish he would interrupt more often, like, and, you know, he can, and maybe you have an experience like that, but he's, he's a very patient listener, and so we want to be like him. <laughs> right. Yes, I, I, I would agree that sometimes the conviction of the Lord will come in and, and reveal something, but uh, sometimes. I think he's a great listener, too, and he knows when the appropriate response is. Thank you for that. Okay, um, a second reason. Great listening is a, a method for discovering what's really going on inside someone. So somebody can read Proverbs 20, verse 5, nice and loud. Great. So that proverb is saying, like, the inner thoughts of a person, the secret counsels of a man are like deep waters. Like, when you're in a boat over deep waters, you can't see the bottom. It's down there, it's murky, it's dark. Who knows what people are actually thinking inside of themselves? Who knows what's actually going on deep in someone's soul? But he says, a, a wise man or a wise person will draw it out. And so this is a way of understanding, hey, if you don't know what's going on somebody, great listening is how you find out. A wise man knows how to draw it out, to ask right questions, to ask good questions, to listen to what they're saying and listen to what they're not saying. Great listening is a tool for drawing up people's heart. Now, sometimes this is a good thing where it's like pastoral care. Sometimes it's like you need to be shrewd because sometimes people are being using their words to deceive. But if you're a wise listener, you can kind of get, hey, you're, you're not saying what you think you're saying. And I, I don't think you're not saying what you're trying to say. And... So great listening is a sign of actually growing in wisdom and understanding how to relate to people. People's hearts are deep, and we often conceal stuff or don't even know what's going on inside of ourselves, but great listening is a way of drawing out what's actually going on. Um, third point here, James 1.19. So this is our main verse. In order to love people well and be a peacemaker, this is a, why it's so important to be a great listener. Is it's a, a huge part of loving people well is to be quick to hear and slow to speak. And if we're doing that in a way that is avoiding us getting upset or angry, then that's a huge part of us being a peacemaker. Like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to have conversations where I don't get upset. So at least half of us is at peace. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? So it's very hard to uh, have a fight all by yourself. I have done it, but it's not easy, and it's actually exhausting. But, uh, you know, when it comes to a conversation, if, if one of us is committed to uh, excellent godly listening, then we're halfway towards peace. Amen? Um, it also builds trust. So 
I think you probably had these experiences where you know there's people where you can come and you can melt down on them, you can unload on them, you can tell your whole heart to them, and they listen. And then you're done, and you, maybe you apologize. You're like, oh, thanks, I just needed to, to blow off steam or whatever it was. Um, if, if you do that with somebody they, and they listen well, does your trust in them go up or down? Yeah, it goes up. When, when somebody will listen to you and let you get it out and ask good questions and respect you through it, your trust for them goes up. You're like, wow, this is a trustworthy person. I can, I can have a bad day around them. I can blow up around them. And, and I trust that person. Next time I'm having a bad day, I'm going to go talk to them again because I know that I can trust them to, to deal with, with what I need to say sometimes. Right? So this is why it's, it's really important to, for us to be practically working out how to be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. And uh, it's also a great way to grow in self-control. If you can listen to somebody blow up, if you can listen to somebody melt down and be a great listener through that, that is excellent self-control. That's a fruit of the Holy Spirit in action. So this is why I, I think it's some reasons, probably personally reflecting my life, why um, growing in becoming a godly listener, a James 119 listener, is so important for life. Um, just interacting with the world. We all know that we live in a world that is really quickly offended. Great listening is not something they teach in school, you know what I mean? Or in the media or anywhere else. It's just great listening is not something we do as Canadians. And uh, as followers of Jesus, we can grow at this and 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 really be a different kind of person. Are there any questions or comments up to this point? Are you convinced yet that you want to become a better listener? If you don't want to become a better listener, I can't help you, because you won't listen to what I have to say. You'll just not. Those are some good ideas, man. I hope other people really run with that stuff. You know, that's not going to help you at all. Maybe I've done that before. All right. So practical ways to be a better listener. Number one, consider how you listen, listen now. And I gave us some ideas of where we can have pitfalls. I said, are you an uh-huh-er? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Someone's talking, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. They, they've already walked out. They've left the room. You're still standing there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They come back. Uh-huh. They're like, I haven't said anything for five minutes. You're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I can get there. Jackie's, Jackie and I, she laughs every once in a while. This is, this is my complaint about our conversations. She often says really important, interesting things, and then all of a sudden my mind will start thinking about something she said, and then a minute later she's off somewhere else, and I'm still thinking about that last thing. She said, are you listening? And by God's grace, I have this part of my brain that like records the last 30 seconds of everything I've just heard, and so I start thinking, okay, you said this, and you said this, and you said this. So I can usually pick up where the conversation left off. She's like, how do you do that? But um, it's a survival technique, honestly. But um, I can do a hang, especially in the morning, where it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm acknowledging that there, there are words floating in the air, kind of like you might see a flock of geese going by, but I'm not necessarily listening, ready to respond or interact in a way that would be a blessing. So you might just admit, yeah, I do that. Um, do you like to debate? Okay, so if somebody starts coming to you and they're talking to you about their heart or their thoughts, are you thinking, um, 
you might feel threatened and feeling like you need to counterpoint. You might think that they're saying something wrong and they need a correction right away. So about 80% of what your brain is doing while somebody's talking is kind of analyzing, criticizing, and getting ready for the counterattack. You know what I mean? So that might be you. If you're a debater and when you're listening, you're actually analyzing, criticizing, getting ready for the counterattack, you could say, okay, that's what I do. I'm totally... Um, ready for a debate all the time. When someone's talking, I'm thinking, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard, and I'm going to let them know. <laughs> maybe you'd never admit that. Maybe you phrase it in better words. But So maybe this is you. You're a bit of a debater, and when you're listening, you're, you're analyzing, criticizing, getting ready for the, the response. Um, you could ask yourself, do you shut down conversations with contempt or anger? Okay, so somebody's talking. Do you, do you say? Do you either get upset to shut down the conversation? Do you maybe go, that's dumb. And conversations, do they shut down around you? And I'm not just talking about like, what do we need for dinner, but like heart stuff. And when people are saying I'm struggling or um, somebody says I need help, does, do you find like you want to shut this conversation down? You're not comfortable. It makes you feel upset. Maybe that's something that you feel in life sometimes. And I'm just saying... You can ask yourself these questions and start with by admitting maybe where you fall off the uh, fence. Um, or do you just assume that if something is wrong, people will tell me? And so there's, this is a, a different thing. Um, sometimes being a great listener means asking great questions to find out what's going on in people. Because sometimes you, you might have relationships with people and they are used to not talking to you or telling you what's going on, right? So you can come home and there could be a massive pool of blood on the ground and, and their head's all bandaged up. And it's like, hey, are you okay? Yeah. Okay, good. Great to hear. What's for dinner? You know what I mean? So this is that thing where you just assume, if they were in real trouble, they'd tell me. Well, maybe not, right? Maybe, maybe good listening looks like being more, taking a bit more initiative, or asking better questions, drawing people out a bit more. So did, you don't have to say which one, but does anybody see themselves in any of those descriptions? Okay, yeah, I see myself in a few of those. If you don't see yourself in those descriptions, then that's fine, and I bet you have a great life. <laughs> I bet you have won friends and influenced people. Um, so, and I, I just think it's so important to, to see how you listen to people as a way of just finding out where your starting point is. Where does Jesus need to work on you? Where do you need to go? If, if you want to drive to Winnipeg, I use this example all the time, but it's really helpful. If you want to drive to Winnipeg, the directions are different depending on if you're starting in Steinbeck or Flin Flon or Stonewall or wherever that is, or Beauchesur, right? We want to go to good listening. What's the path to get there? Well, it depends where you are right now. Um, Another way to be a great listener, this is on the other side, is to start asking more good questions. Okay? This is a great way to be a great listener, is asking great questions. Such as, how do you feel about that? Or if you live with somebody who's a bit more cerebral, what do you think about that? Between those questions, you usually catch most people. Sometimes people are just analyzing. Well, I think that's the best thing ever. Sometimes people are feeling stronger. 
I feel angry about that. I can't, can't articulate why, but I'm still going to furrow my eyebrows really strongly right now. So how do you feel about that? What do you think about that? How do you feel about that? What do you think about that? Um, another great question is, why do you think that happened? So that's a question to help people start analyzing, especially if you're talking about like their own feelings or events. Or so why do you think that happened? What was going on inside of you when that happened? Or what do you think was going on there? These are great questions for helping people to draw out what's inside of them. This is throwing the bucket down into the deep water and helping people crank the rope of the well back up. But being a great listener. Okay. Now, if all of a sudden you ask somebody a question like this, you say, how do you feel about that? And they respond, and you don't like what they say, what do you think you should do? Anybody say blow up? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yes, scowl. <laughs> Just noises. Okay, so asking people questions. Now, this is, this is great stuff, because if you learn how to listen really well, you're, you're actually kind of taking control of yourself in conversations a bit better. You know, conversations aren't out of control if you've said, I'm going to be a great listener in this conversation. And whatever they say, I'm going to listen. And I'm just going to listen, then I'm going to listen, then I'm going to listen. You're not actually out of control. And sometimes I felt like if I do too much listening, I'm out of control. This fright frightens me. It's a really weird feeling. I don't know where it came from, but again, it's probably the telemarketers. But, um, but it's not true, right? If you're ready to listen to somebody, you're not getting run over. You're not getting bullied. On any of that stuff. You're just, I'm listening, and I'm listening, and I'm listening, and then I'm going to listen, and I'm going to listen, and I'm going to listen. And even if they're still talking, and it's getting better or worse, if you're still saying, I'm just going to listen, and this is what I'm doing right now, you're not out of control. You can do that with the Lord. Lord, help me keep listening, because this is getting a little ugly. You know what I mean? Like, if you're doing it in the Spirit, you're doing it in prayer, you're not out of control. You can listen. Um, a great thing to help listening this point C here, is listening to understand. And this is in contrast with listening to have a great response, listening to tell your own better story. That's what I fall into sometimes. You know, you can say, I'm the pastor. People want to hear my stories. Not always. No, but they come every Sunday morning. Yeah, but in the conversation, they don't always just want to hear my story. Listening to understand. So we're approaching great listening if we can say back to people what they just said to us in a way that they recognize. So... I like listening to debaters sometimes. And they, debaters, they are debating, they know that they disagree, okay? But a debater will usually say, I feel very loved or honored when my opponent will represent what I said in a way that I recognize. So they're not distorting it, they're not making it look uglier than it is. So good listening, you should be able, if someone's done talking, you should be able to say to them, what I hear you say is this, and them say to you, yeah. That's right. You know you've hit good listening when you can repeat it back and they say, yeah, I recognize myself in that. So sometimes, you know, when people are having a conversation, this is other people, this isn't me. I've read about this in books. I saw it in a movie once, but sometimes people, somebody will be talking and they'll say something like, I feel you could do a better job of getting the garbage out before the garbage truck shows up so that I don't have to chase them down the street or something like this. And somebody will say, 
Well, what I hear you saying is that you think I'm the worst at everything and you wish I were dead. You know, that's, that is using the words what I hear you say, but it's not great listening because you kind of twisted it and made it ugly and made an accusation. You, you know, if your lips are doing this, you probably left good listening back a few time zones behind you. Or me, I have done that. I can talk about myself. And uh, avoid criticism and sarcasm. So that's what I'm talking about, right? Like good, good listening should be able to say back to people what they've said without sarcasm. Like, so what you're saying is that you're better than everybody else. You know, <laughs> if, you, if, you're, if you're, again, if you're there, you're probably, I'm a great listener because I just heard you gloat for a half an hour. Again, I've never done that, but I've watched other people do it and I corrected them. Okay, um, here's a great little trick. And we're just talking about tools, right? The scripture says, be quick to hear and slow to speak, but it doesn't say all the steps. So we have to figure this out for ourselves, things that work in our relationships and our time. And um, one, of the key, one thing you can tr- practice doing is try to hear what people are feeling as, a- along with what they're saying or sometimes even before what they're saying. So has anybody ever been in a situation where you had strong emotions and they're coming out of your mouth and you're not quite sure what the words that are coming out of your mouth are intended to mean because and you don't know where they came from has anybody ever can brave souls put up your hands okay so we know that sometimes the words coming out of our mouths don't have anything to do with logic or reality and so that's when you want to be with somebody who's trying to read your body language and hear what you're feeling beforehand and so um, I'm going to do a little test for you. It's called the Define Test, okay? So I want you to tell me how I'm feeling, not what I'm saying, okay? So somebody just needs to say, how are you doing, Rob? How are you doing, Rob? Fine! Okay. I said fine, and how was I feeling? No. Well, I wasn't trying to yet. Okay. I'll try again. Fine! Okay, so I'm aiming for happy, and if I have hard time pulling that off, then you can pray for me. Okay, so the next question. How you doing, Rob? Fine. Okay, exactly, right? Same word, but you you all hear the difference. Okay, one more time. How you doing, Rob? Fine. Well, a bit of sarcasm, but yeah, it's sad, you know? And and so we use the word fine to, to mean like narrow and thin, and good and bad and sad. <laughs> we, that's what we use the word fine for. You know, it's really weird. It's like, well, welcome to human nature. Fine can mean good, bad, angry, um, sad, and also really thin hair or thread. So welcome to the English language. But, but even just with that little exercise, you see that our emotions actually can say a lot more than our words. And sometimes we're, we're wise to hear how people are feeling before we hear what people are saying. Because you could try to be... It's like this one time, and I'm sorry for the example. Um, I got this phone call by this guy, and, only, and, and we were having this real back and forth, and only about halfway through I realized he was totally drunk. And, it, and that was the lesson. This was like year two of pastoring, where it's like, you never debate a drunk guy. It's just a total waste of time. You can't win, and then they wake up the next day and have no idea what you said to them. So... Don't even bother. Well, same with when, when we're really emotional. The debates are probably useless. And instead, it's, it's almost better just to say something like, you're angry, aren't you? To start naming the emotions. You feel really ripped off right now, don't you? 
you're feeling betrayed, right? You feel uh, disrespected. Are you feeling disrespected? So the words are flying out of the mouth, but what really it needs is someone just to come and identify the emotion that's the driving force out of all the lava flying out of the volcano. Does that make sense? And does that kind of concur with real life? Real life, sometimes you just wish somebody would come and say, you're having a bad day, and just ignore the fact that, you, that there are all kinds of bombs and missiles coming out of your mouth at the moment. You're, you're really angry, aren't you? Yes, why? The Jets didn't make the finals again, and they're never going to get the cup, and what did I buy the jersey for? Yeah. So, good listening. Figure out kind of where you fall off the horse. Start asking some good questions about heart issues. Uh, listen to understand people instead of to argue with them or to prove them wrong. Uh, try to hear what people are feeling, and if you can, name it. Um, I was doing this with uh, one of our kids was having a really rough go when I got home after work, and just okay, what happened? And I got the story out of them, and then name it. Okay, so you feel angry, and you feel like they always ruin your fun, and you feel like nothing will ever change, and you feel like you don't want to apologize for how you're acting right now. Is that true? Yeah. Okay, well, dinner's in 15 minutes, so why don't you come and, and fix this before dinner? And they did. You know, 10 minutes later, they came back. They'd calmed down. And Once people feel heard, they often feel... Like there's space to repent and space to calm down and space to acknowledge where things are wrong. Except if you're two. That's right. Sometimes that you just need a nap <laughs> and then to wake up and forget that anything had happened. So that's true. That this, this whole speech would never work in a preschool. It'd just be like, yeah, you could, well, keep going. Don't, don't quit. It will pair fruit. Just keep throwing seed on that soil. Just keep throwing seed on that soil. Um, and then uh, the last thing I have here, and these are just tools, again. They're not the whole story, but things you could probably take away and implement. Aim at being okay with just hearing well. This is, and this is aimed at these things. Sometimes when people are talking to us, we feel tons of pressure to have a right answer to what they're saying. Um, sometimes we can feel tons of pressure to um, fix things, especially guys. I feel like guys struggle with this a bit more, like half an hour into the rant, they just say, what do I need to fix in order for you to be happy? Like, oh, put gas in the car. Yeah, I can do that, but listening is not what I was made for. I was meant to fix broken things. Anybody? Nobody? So if you're a guy, or here in this room or on the internet, Sometimes you just need to decide, I'm going to listen well until they're done talking, and then I'm going to try to say back to them what they were saying, and then we'll keep doing that until they say yes, and then I'll ask them if there's anything they want me to do, and if they don't say anything, I'll just try to leave it, and then I'll go take a nice cold shower just to let it all drain away. But we don't always need to fix things. Um, and this was such a weird thing. I mean, uh, Jackie and I, again, had to learn this lesson. Sometimes all Jackie needs is for me to listen to her really well, and then she's supercharged and ready to jump back into the meat grinder of life. And I just kept thinking, like, so do you need to go out for an evening, or do you, do you need to, like, to go to a spa or out for, with your friends, or do you need to, And she's like, I don't need anything just except for you to listen really well. Okay. 
I can't do that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't do that. Maybe you should phone your mom. Um, no, I've grown into being able to do that. And then also, um, we, can, we can tell ourselves the truth. I don't actually need to make a decision right away. Sometimes you can take the pressure off to just let us listen well if we, if we, don't, if we just say, I don't need to make a decision right now. That's kind of the telemarketer thing. Uh, so sometimes people come to the door, they're selling important things, and I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't ever just make a decision on the, on the point. I, if you leave me with some stuff, I can call you later. And then they say, oh, they, they never leave this stuff, and that makes you really wonder. It's like, you don't have a phone number? <laughs> Did you just get out of jail? You know, you wonder about this stuff. Um, but you can just say, like, do, do I feel pressured to come up with an answer right away to people? And that stresses me out, and so... When it looks like I don't have an answer, I try to shut down the conversation. Do I feel pressure to fix my husband or fix my wife or fix my friend? And when they appear to not want to get fixed, do I just shut down the conversation? Do I feel pressure to make a decision, like I need to change my life? If you keep talking, I'm going to have to change my life. I don't want to change my life, so I just shut down the conversation. Well, you just say right off the bat, okay, I'm just going to listen until you're done, and then I'm going to say, Do you need anything from me right now? Yes or no? Okay. You say you do? Okay. I do, but I do need to think about this. You can always say that. You know, I think I need to think about this before this, that, or the other thing. And then you're free. You're free to listen better because you're saying to yourself, I'm not actually under all these pressures to do these things while this conversation is happening. Does that make sense? Okay. So any, any thoughts or questions? I, these are just these little things where it doesn't seem super spiritual, but it's actually hugely spiritual. It doesn't seem like it's going to change your life, but when you start doing it, all of a sudden, it's like you're having half of the fights you used to have, which improves your life so much more than you ever thought imaginable. It doesn't seem like it could save a church, but all of a sudden, there's so much less friction, and the body's getting taken care of, and nobody calls me anymore because everybody's happy, and it's kind of like... This is just from great listening, great Christian listening, great spousal listening. Um, how many times have you been in a fight and you're just like, you're not listening to me. Has anybody ever been there where one of the people is just shouting? That's usually why the, vo the volumes go up in a conversation. Is The volume goes up when you feel like you're not listened to, right? It's kind of like... I know you're not across a canyon, but you're not listening to me. And they're right here in front of you. And you're trying to be heard. And if the other person were listening, and you were listening, like you, you can only be responsible for yourself, but all of a sudden if you're listening better, things start getting diffused. You never even have to have the fight. Amen? So for me, and again, I really don't want to present myself as anything other than um, a complete emotional cripple who's actually picking up a few tricks along the way. You know, when I come home, I come home and I'm thinking to myself, there's a lot of people in there who just need to talk and get listened to really well. And I come in on mission. Like, people need to talk, especially the gals most likely, but the guys too. The boys are going to have stories. I stepped on Lego. It was awesome. You know, they're going to have stories and I need to listen. And, and then I'm usually done because I just want to read a book for a little bit and get into a, a tiny little introverted world. But um, it does change your life. It does change your life. It does change your life. So the good news is, is that probably this evening and tomorrow and the next day and the day after that, you're going to have opportunities to grow in being a listener.
And so my encouragement for you is to try to maybe pick one or two of these things that you think would be um, something that you can apply. So if you live with a quiet person, just start asking good open-ended questions and then doing your best to respond super great and just listen. Um, and if you live with somebody who likes asking you good questions, do your best to try to give honest answers. And then bat the ball back and say, well, what do you think about what I just said? And then try to be a great listener. Um, it's funny, like talking is, is relationship. This communication is relationship. And all relationship is kind of based on being able to communicate back and forth. So I've rambled for quite a long time. Does anybody have any comments or questions? And then I think we're going to try an exercise, which might involve listening. Pardon? Yeah, you want to do some jumping jacks? Yeah, we'll do Simon Says. Simon Says is all about listening. Touch your nose, touch your hair. I didn't say Simon Says. You're a bad listener. Why won't you listen to me? Rob was yelling a lot. Any comments? Go ahead. Right, so could unforgiveness make it difficult to be a great listener? Um, I definitely think it could. And so how I could see that working would be, you know, if you're carrying around unforgiveness, there's usually just like a strong pain or hurt attached to that. And so it would not be hard for somebody else talking to you to press that button. And then um, we joke about, in my house, we joke about going limbic. So there's this part of your brain that's in charge of like your fight or flight and pumping adrenaline into your body. And so when you start feeling threatened or hurt, your body puts hormones into your, dispenses hormones into your blood so that you get ready for a fight. And you stop thinking and start getting ready for, for fisticuffs and running around and stuff. And so I think that if you are carrying unforgiveness, there's probably a hurt. And then there, that probably means that you're ready to go limbic in a conversation where you just stop thinking and start talking and the volume goes up and you're trying to shut down hurt, just trying to stop another hurt from happening. So that's how I could see it happening in my, my heart. And then as you kind of forgive and give that to the Lord and let him deal with your hurt, then um, you kind of start from, I guess, a, a smoother emotional base point where you're just not carrying around stuff and less triggers. That would be how I could see that working in my life. And I would have had lots of evidence of it working like that. That's not a guess. Any other thoughts or questions? Hi. Hi. All right. Well, I'm going to turn off the, the thing here. And I really appreciate you listening so well. I could tell that you were doing great listening.